The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one. And this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. Welcome back to Meaningful Living Podcast. I'm Haley. I'm here with Jess and one of my very favorite people, Lauren Akins. I know there's no need for an introduction, but I will tell you she is a mom of four. She is a wife to Thomas Rhett, who is a country music star. I know you all know that. And a philanthropist. You were so many things. And I'm so happy you're here. Thank y'all for having me. I'm so excited to finally be here. I feel like this has been the longest time coming. <laughs> like the first time we talked about this, I was pregnant with my last baby. And I can't, I think I canceled on y'all day of because I was so sick. I like oh. literally couldn't get <laughs> She's almost six months old too. So that was a long time ago. Oh my gosh. But we made it six month old we did it you made it through pregnancy made it through pregnancy three of them thank god and i'm not pregnant now count your blessings because (laughs) i would like (sighs) i did i had a i felt like you the other day because i had another scare oh my gosh and like i literally i was like okay Every child is a gift from God. Every child is a gift from God. I mean, I don't know if there's enough of me to go around. I'm not pregnant. This is not a pregnancy announcement. And I plan to not do that again, at least for a very long time. Yeah. You have rough pregnancies. I do. Like the roughest I've ever Well, I have. I can't ever say this right. Hyperemesis. Yes. Is it gravidarum? Yeah. Yes. You nailed it. Got it. And it does. It makes it really hard. But you know what? I've got four healthy little girls and they really are all like best friends. (laughs) And I feel like I've got my own little girl club at my house. So it's I do feel like although my pregnancies are very hard, I get the sweetest gifts after I go through that Mm -hmm. nine or so months. Yeah. You're always such a trooper Ooh. through all of it. Like you are just smiling through it and going, showing up for events <laughs> and showing up as a friend. And you, I don't know how you do it. You're really sweet. I actually, this last pregnancy, I did not do a lot of things. I mean, I think I missed, I missed a couple of award shows like really last minute because I just like canceling this last minute. It, it got to the point where I was like, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And it gets to the day and I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> I really can't do it. So that's really sweet of you to say. But I mean, you know, I feel like every mom has the hard moments. And some of it, just the whole thing is hard. The pregnancy, the delivery, the child, <laughs> the parenting. And definitely there are moments that are hard in all of it. But I definitely had moments where I also just would like lay in bed and cry because I felt like the world was still spinning around obviously, but I just missed so much and friends and what my kids were doing and what my husband was doing. And it is just such a sacrificial lesson being a mom. Isn't it? Especially when you are pregnant with three others or any, even if it's one other, it's just like you can't give your all. Yeah to all of them and, and yourself. And it's just this overwhelming, I mean, I could cry thinking about it Mm -hmm. because it's, it's hard. Well, you feel like you're a bad mom. Yeah. When you can't, when you physically can't bring yourself to do the things like I I remember just a few months ago, my four-year-old Ada James, she said the other day, I was like chasing them through the house and she said, mommy, you can chase me again because like, she just remembers like the last three years because Lennon is two and then Lily is almost six months. And so I I feel like she just remembers the last three years of me being like either pregnant, way like, you know, super postpartum or pregnant again. 
or just tired from a newborn or whatever it is. And so I feel like it's, I do, I can chase them around the house now. And, but that's what she remembers. She's like, oh, mommy, you're fun again. (laughs) But it breaks your heart when you're like, oh, I want to be this mom for you. And I just physically don't have it in me right now. But there's grace for that. So yeah, I have to remind myself. And now you are running around again with them. That's right. I think that was the hardest part for me too with Luca and Liv. When I had those varicose veins, I was like, I physically can't get up and or like cook a meal and then I really felt like I was useless I'm like oh my gosh I can't cook I can't play with my kids Mm -hmm. I mean I could it just wasn't like the fun active like you're talking about running around and that I don't know why that hit me really hard or just like the amount of frozen meals I had for my kids or like got Postmates Chick Fil A delivered <laughs> to the house over and over. I'm like, I can't, I can't. So we're gonna eat another frozen pizza or <laughs> whatever <laughs> the least amount for me to lift a finger. But you know what? I think every mom has those days where you're like, we are surviving. Like that's what we're doing. That's where we are, and it's okay. <laughs> My kids know they're loved, and they've got a warm bed to sleep in. And mm. it's you know what? Sometimes that's all that it is. That's okay. Full survival mode and. I always wonder what parents did before frozen meals or before Postmates. Postmates. Like Postmates. Before yes. Amazon. How did you parent before yeah. all these things? Or grocery delivery? I don't know. Wow. That is life-changing. Getting your groceries delivered to your house is actually life-changing. Because then you don't have to leave your cart in the middle of the aisle when your kids have a breakdown. You're like, you know what, Kroger? I'm out. There's my entire <laughs> cart of groceries and we'll just survive tonight. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. I feel like every mom has that story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's be honest. Periods are a whirlwind. The last thing you want to worry about are leaks that ruin your clothes or your sheets. Well, people, let me tell you about Thinks. Thinks are reusable underwear that absorb your period. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but better. I'm not going to lie. At first, I was a little hesitant to try them, but then I gave them a try and realized just how amazing they are. Not only does Thinks, spell T-H-I-N-X, save me from having to worry about leaks, but they're also super comfortable. Plus, they're environmentally friendly and help reduce our reliance on disposable products. What's not to love? I so wish I had these postpartum because that would have been an epic game changer. Thinx period underwear come in a range of absorbencies from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood. And they are machine washable. Just toss them in the washing machine with your other laundry and hang dry. It's really that easy. You can use Thinx as a total replacement to pads and tampons, which is so amazing, or as a backup, which can be especially useful for those heavy flow days. I've been using them as a backup option, and it has been so nice not having to worry about leaks. Thinx is size inclusive, offering all their styles and sizes up to 4X. Over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinx. Thinx has a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can try their period underwear risk-free. Thinks is offering our listeners $10 off your first order with Code Living. Visit RethinkYourCycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using Code Living. Make the switch to Thinks today. People, I promise you will love these underwear. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. I mean, speaking of of hardships in pregnancy, Jess and I talk about a lot with like postpartum and how it's not talked about enough. I think people are talking about it more now, which yeah. is so good because I think it helps us all feel like, oh, I am more normal than I thought. Or like, <laughs> and right. I want to know how your experience was postpartum and especially in this last one and how you are doing. I am out of the fog now, which is such a gift. 
And I also know that that is, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones because it, I feel like I came out of it fairly quick. Mine lasted about four months, but it was like instantaneous, just about. Mm. Granted, Lily was born in November. So my birthday is November 8th. Lily was born on the 15th. My oldest, Willa Gray, her birthday is November 1st. And so we kind of had like Halloween's literally the day before. And we are a family that celebrates literally every holiday that you can think of. If there is a reason to celebrate, we're going to figure out a way to celebrate it. So we had a Halloween party that was like kind of joint with Willa Gray's birthday, Willa Gray's actual birthday, and then my birthday a week later as I'm literally about to deliver this child, then Lily, and then Thanksgiving was right after. And then you're going into Christmas season. And then Thomas Rhett played a New Year's Eve show in Minnesota. And so we were traveling, you know, with a newborn and our three kids and most of our family was able to come with us too. We travel with our family a lot. And so it was a lot back to back to back. So I felt like, okay, I'm just really tired. I mean, I have a lot of reasons to be very exhausted. That has to be what this is. And so I kept making excuses as to why I felt the way that I did. And breastfeeding is always really hard for me initially. And it usually doesn't last very long, which kind of makes me sad because I, I am one of the ones that actually once you kind of push back, pushed past the 10 days that I feel like initially are the hardest, I really do enjoy it after that. And I know that some moms are like, not for me, not my thing, but I really did like it. And so I finally was like kind of in that sweet spot with Lily breastfeeding, but still kind of figuring out life with four. I remember you know, things, I think, I feel like I describe it, the best way to describe it, the way that I felt is like things were happening. My kids were going to school. They were taken care of. They were playing. We have a nanny named Mackenzie who is truly an angel on earth. And she stepped in hardcore both my last pregnancies and with especially with Lily this time around, just helping with my other three, because I just felt like I couldn't like even walk up the stairs. Like the energy that it felt like it would take to walk up a flight of stairs felt undoable, which I know sounds ridiculous. And if you don't know me, I'm a very determined human being. Like I... The key, yes. the key thing. I wanted this <laughs> microphone to get unscrewed and for you to screw it on <laughs> so badly that I was like, we're going to be late to this podcast because we're going to figure out how to screw this back on. <laughs> like that is so my personality. So, and I love my children. I really do. And so the fact that I felt like I couldn't even get up the stairs to their bedroom to help Ada James pick out a dress or to help Willa Gray fix her hair or whatever it was, or to put Lynn into bed, which is really sweet. Like she's one of the ones that will let you cuddle her and... But I couldn't do it. I was like, if if I have to go up there, I might have a complete breakdown. And I was just like, what is wrong with me? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm really tired. Like, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of hormones when you're breastfeeding. And I'm trying to, like, figure this all out. Then I, you know, was kind of, like, crying with things. And I'm like, okay, I'm just really overwhelmed. This is an overwhelming season. Lily wasn't a planned pregnancy. I'm literally making every excuse under the sun as to like why mm -hmm. I feel the way that I feel. And I got to a point where I was like, this just doesn't make sense anymore. And so I started asking questions and researching. And then I had my postpartum checkup with my doctor and they give you that post form. It's like a test where you like yeah, fill like out, I feel this when I da, 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 da. And so I was filling yeah. out the different questions and I was like, wow, some of my answers kind of surprised me. And I was like, okay. All right. So what? And after I finished the questionnaire, I was like, I don't think that was very good. <laughs> I think when I go in, <laughs> we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> and I did. I did not. I did not pass. And when I went in to see her, she was like, <laughs> she goes, she's so sweet. I love her so much. She was so how are you? And I was like, I feel like life has tied a cement block 
to both of my feet and thrown me into like an Olympic size deep end pool. And I'm just at the bottom (laughs) and I can't get up. (laughs) And she was like, okay, well, I was hoping that you were going to come clean, not come clean, but she was like, okay, well, your questionnaire actually told me that. (laughs) but (laughs) I just wanted to see if you were aware of how you felt. So I guess that was like the first step towards taking care of myself and whatever that looked like was at least being aware of the situation I was in. But, you know, I think one of the best ways to describe it is I felt like there was just a blanket over everything that just kind of numbed everything. Like things that used to make me laugh or really excited about. It just was not funny or it didn't make me excited. I just kind of stayed even and things that would not normally upset me just drug me down and I would get into this really dark place of like just thinking about like like dark things that I wouldn't think about or like how sad something was would make me so sad and that's not really my nature naturally Mm -hmm. I don't go to a sad place and it was awful because I felt like we talked about this earlier my pregnancies are so hard and I had just gotten to a place with when we had our third linen Willa Gray was four no yes Willa Gray was four Ada James was two when Lennon was born and so when Lennon got to be about one I felt like I remember looking at Thomas Rhett being like oh my gosh we're doing this like I feel comfortable as a mom with my kids completely alone. Like I feel like I, I've got dinner down. If I'm, if I'm alone all day long and you're working and you don't come home, I feel like I've got it. I feel like I can, I can do school days. I feel like they're hard. I'm not like, you know, flying colors constantly, but I feel like I can do it and I'm enjoying my children. And then I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe we wait a little bit longer before we try for number four. <laughs> the whole time, not even realizing I was already pregnant. And so... It just, there was so much that felt like I should be grateful. And it was so hard for me. There was no part of me that was grateful. Like, and I like preach that to my kids. I'm like, in this house, we have a grateful spirit. We're going to have a grateful heart. We're going to be thankful for the things that we have. And I couldn't do it. I mean, the things that I'm preaching to my kids, there was like nowhere to be found. I was a miserable human to be around. My husband would look at me and he would be like, I don't know how to fix you. And I'm like, you can't. And then I would just start sobbing. And he's like, I literally don't know who is sitting in front of me because I, you never do this. <laughs> and I've like got, you know, Lily literally attached to me. And, you know, one of them's throwing a fit over here. And my, the other ones are like, mommy, can you do this for me? And he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. But it would just stay like that. I mean, you, you can't get out of it, really. I mean, you just have to wait it out. And that's the hardest part is there is no fixing it and it's so hard and I have a lot of people around me like I have an incredible community so I think back on that and I wonder like how women who don't have that community around them that's so solid or that many people in their community that can't just like drop things quickly to come help I can't imagine I really can't and so I just have so much more of a respect I mean, I did anyways, because I mean, that is such a real thing. But going through it, it is so gnarly. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I didn't do that after my first two pregnancies. My oldest is adopted. So I obviously did not deliver her physically. But my second and third, I didn't go through this. And this number four, just the number having four took me down to the deep end. And then postpartum (laughs) just sunk me and kept me there. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, no. I think every single person, including myself listening to this is like, wow, I felt that. I felt that. I definitely went through that. But even at the time, I don't think I was aware of it. Yeah. Of like, even like you just said, the numbness, that the layer of, of numbing that happened, like I just felt so even keel. So when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so seen. I feel so heard. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, yeah. As any mom can tell you, diaper changes are part of our daily lives. 
I spend a lot of time, I mean a lot of time, changing diapers, thinking about diapers, checking on diapers, you name it. Which is why we are so excited to partner with Pampers. Your baby's skin is so delicate and you want to make sure you're protecting it by keeping it dry and healthy. Well, I cannot recommend Pampers Swathers enough. They're absorbent even for overnight wear. Yay for no middle of the night leaks, which is so key. I mean, we all want one less mess and more sleep. And with their amazing absorbency, Pampers Swaddlers wick away wetness and mess to help protect your baby's skin and keep your little ones feeling dry and happy. Keeping your baby's skin healthy requires a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet and Pampers gives you that trusted protection. Pampers Swaddlers have been a game changer for us. The absorbency means healthy skin and less diapers overall, which is just a win-win. Once you try them, you'll see why Pampers are the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Whether you're a mom of three or a mom-to-be, you'll love how Pampers keeps your baby or toddler dry and comfortable. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diaper and wipes purchase. You will love them. you're such like a motherly type, right? Like Lauren, you were born to be a mom. Like you have that in you. And mm-hmm. I I think number one, what an out-of-body experience it must have been to not be able to walk up the stairs or like have that drive to go do the things that you enjoyed at one point doing with your kids. But then I think back to people that maybe are unsure about motherhood or maybe it's their first one and they feel really like off kilter, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to mother. I don't know how this is going to be. And having postpartum depression in that period of time where you might have these negative thoughts about your kid, or you might look at them and be like, I don't want to help change your diaper. I I can't do this. I don't want to hug you. And then you start to think, wait, like, am I a bad mom? Am I not supposed, is this the job I'm not supposed to do? So the fact that you're opening up about it, I think can help not, I mean, so many people, but so many of those people that are sitting there wondering like, okay, does this mean I'm a bad mom? I thought I could do this, but now what does this mean? Yeah. I mean, I have friends right now who are going through a lot after having babies and not necessarily postpartum, but just all the things that can happen after having babies. And it is it is such a grind. I don't care who you are. I don't care how naturally great of a mom you are. The most freeing thing for me as a mom is getting in a room with other moms and being like, hey, what are your struggles with your kids this week? Because mm-hmm. it makes you instantly, you're not isolated in this on this island by yourself of like I'm a bad mom everybody else has got it together you're like oh my gosh you struggle with that too like I literally did that this morning or or just if you're walking through something to have another mom be like yeah I've been there done that and this is kind of how I dealt with it or this was something I regretted doing this was something that worked really well this is something that I don't know whatever it may be but also like when you feel like you're not in a valley as a mom, making sure that you're checking in on your other mom friends who might be in a valley and being like, how can I help you in this time? Like, can I come pick up one of your kids and bring them to our house for the day? Or can I make y'all dinner tonight? Or can I come, if your baby doesn't sleep at night, can I come take a late shift and you get at least three or four hours of sleep initially? And then I'll go home late to my house or something like just the tiniest things can shift a mother's day. Because it is just, it is such a grind. I mean, I cannot say it enough. It is one of the most impossible jobs. And the other thing was, I was talking with my girlfriends the other day. Something that I felt like I haven't failed, like miserably failed at like really huge things in my life. Like I feel like I tend, like because I'm so determined and also I'm, pretty attention to detail. I can look at something and be like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that well. So I'm just not going to try it. Or if I feel like I can, I, it is my personality to be like, I'm going to work at this until I figure it out. But being a mom was something I felt like was going to come so naturally. And, and parts of it do, I think, but you don't realize, I told my mom this mother's day, I said, I can't believe that we didn't celebrate mother's day bigger growing up. 
like you being a mom to us three and what you did for us is so incredible and so it's such an understated thing. I'm like, you need to, this needs to be one of the biggest holidays of the entire year because it is such a big deal. And, and I know that now that I'm a mom, but the hard part is like coming from someone who, I mean, who enjoys failure? Nobody enjoys failure. But when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to crush this thing being a mom. I've always wanted to be a mom and I love my kids, but I fail literally every single day at something being a mom. So like you're, you're coming from this place where you like, you know, maybe I like almost failed a class in college or like maybe I didn't handle that breakup very well, or maybe I said something I shouldn't, you know, like the, the big failures I look back on my life were like moments in my life, but it wasn't like an every day you wake up, you're going to fail. Every day you wake up, you're going to fail. <laughs> and that's what motherhood is. You, I think it is impossible to go through an entire day as a mom and not screw up one time. You can't do it. <laughs> but those bills are such wins, like at the same time, because you, I feel like we're learning through that and our kids are learning through that. And then even just getting to like show them that we're learning through that because I, I wasn't taught that as a kid. I was like, I'm right and you're wrong. But like now as a parent getting to be like, I messed up or like I didn't do that as well as I should have and getting to almost like change those failures into wins. But you're right. It's like it it's hard. But it's, it beats it's you down so sometimes. Good to exactly what you're saying. Like it's so good to be like, you know what? Yeah, I messed that up. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do better next time. <laughs> because one of my best friends is like the best thing your kids can do is watch you not be perfect. That's the 100%. best thing your kids can learn. Yes. Because when you don't do it right you have an opportunity to say, you know what? I messed up there. I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me? And I'm going to do better next time. And even to the point now where like, if I do something like the other day, Ada James got in trouble. And she said later after the fact, she said, mommy, you really hurt my feelings. And I was like, okay, I did not mean to hurt your feelings, but I don't regret getting you in trouble because that is not something that we do in this house. And I, it is my job to make sure I raise you to be a kind human who loves people well. And I'm sorry that if I said it in a way that hurt your feelings, but I'm not sorry that you got in trouble because that's unacceptable in this house or whatever it was. Yeah. And so it, it was something that like sh they have learned to communicate. Like even if they know they did something wrong, they're able to come to me and be like, I'm sorry I did that wrong. But also, I didn't appreciate the way you spoke to me. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry that I said it that way. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but I love you so much. And I love you too much to let you do X, Y, Z. But it's really cool to see little people start to learn, okay, I messed that up, but there's grace. And I'm going to do better next time. And when they do better the next time, you know, they, you, they, my kids, Willa Gray won't say it out loud, but she'll kind of look at me like, did you see, did you see that I did it well that time? And, you know, praising him like, oh, that was so kind. Like, thank you. You are such a good big sister. Or like Ada James is like so vocal. She's like, mommy, I just did it right. She's like, did you hear? I shared with Lennon. Like, You're such a good sharer. And so it just almost makes those moments sweeter to like understand when you fail. There's grace for that. We're all striving to love people better, to be kinder humans, to you know, all the things you hope to raise your children to be. <laughs> but yeah, it is such a, it is, I mean, I have four kids. I've been doing this for six years and every day I feel like I'm learning something new as a mom. Every day and from them. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're the greatest teachers and the ones who will just humble you in <laughs> two seconds in flat. Second. You don't even see it. <laughs> They know us better than we know ourselves. They watch our every move. The other day I was like, oh my gosh, Liv, Liv knows me like deeply. So <laughs> and it sweet. scares me sometimes. But. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... Oh, you will be honest. Vulnerable, vulnerable relationship that it's sweet. It is. There was someone that we were talking to that said that the goal in parenting is to actually get a C. 
you don't want to get a B or an A because you don't want to be perfect and you're doing it well when you are feeling like every day there's something new that you're learning and you're kind of, you're being vulnerable and talking to them and helping them learn it because if they see us being perfect all the time that's not what life is i mean you know right. that that is yeah. not it and so yeah. I mean, now I, now I say that I'm like, okay, I did this. All right. My goal is to get a C. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the motherhood thing today. That's good. That's so true. Okay. You guys, let's talk about one of my all time favorite companies, Thrive Market. I've been a Thrive Market super fan for so long now for so many reasons. I mean, they're amazing. The prices are unbeatable. The selection is amazing. They have healthy staples and organic products. I just love using and it keeps my pantry stocked all the time. I'm actually pinching myself that I get to talk about them and give you guys a coupon code because they are the best and I can't wait for you to try them. I actually can't remember what life was like before I used Thrive Market. Okay. So why are they so special? Well, for one, Thrive Market delivers right to your door, so shopping is so easy and so simple. Two, their product selection is incredible, and I know I can trust the products they carry. They carefully vet each and every item, so you can trust that if they sell it, it's probably the highest quality available. And three, they have amazing prices, and they even price match. So if you find an item cheaper, they'll price match it for you. So you guys, it actually shows you as you're shopping how much money you are saving in the process, which is so gratifying. They also sell other things besides food. They've got a great selection of eco-friendly cleaning products and sustainable seafood and meat products. It really is a one-stop shop. Their app and website is so user-friendly. You can actually easily filter by so many options and dietary lifestyles. So you can look vegan or gluten-free, organic, zero waste, Whatever is important to you, you can filter for so you can actually find the products you're looking for. With over 5,000 food, home, and beauty products, you are sure to find what you're looking for. And with carbon-free neutral shipping, it's so easy to feel good about shopping with them. Plus, by joining Thrive Market, you're also sponsoring a family in need. It's really a win-win solution. I just got an order with all of my favorites, including they've got these BioNature strained tomatoes that we use for our cauliflower tacos which are incredible. You have to try them. And my favorite one degree oats, they're glyphosate free and they are amazing. They're perfect for babies and the whole family. Honestly, I get all of my staples from them. So I wrote them all out. They're on the site and there'll be a link for them in the episode notes so that you can shop all of our favorites. Can your grocery store do that? Join Thrive Market today to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash living to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's thrivemarket.com slash living, thrivemarket.com slash living. Try them out and you'll be like me and not remember what life was like before them. When you just brought up Ada James, it made me just real quick reminisce on Africa and <laughs> <laughs> when you found out you were pregnant with AJ, that was like five years ago. And now we're sitting here with yeah. seven kids between the two of us. Wow. Was that five years ago? Yeah. Well, what what is this year? <laughs> 2022. Oh, maybe it was six years ago. Yeah. Willa but Gray it was not that long yet. ago. No, Willow Gray was not home. It was almost six years ago. And you found out you were pregnant. We both thought we were pregnant. And... Tyler was like, we need to get these girls pregnancy tests because, you know, they're they're late. They're having funky <laughs> symptoms. I don't I don't even think I was late. I think I was really just like moral support. I'm like, yeah, you get one, I'll get one too. It'll be a fun party. We'll all just take a pregnancy <laughs> test. I was 17 days late. I, well, I for sure thought you were pregnant. I, I think maybe there was, I don't know if that was maybe like a, a miscarriage situation or early. I'm not sure, but you took it. And I thought for sure, like, I would be the one that, that was pregnant and then you wouldn't be. And we were both in our side-by-side little huts. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. and Tom was on the treadmill in the gym. <laughs> like, why did I think that was... Uh, that's because I really did not think I was pregnant. I was like, I'll just do it for fun. And you and Tyler were in yours. And I will never forget, y'all had come out of your hut and I had come out of mine. And I literally felt like 
weak in the knees. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I heard Tyler talking and I said, Tyler. And he goes, Laura, we're pregnant. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like sprinting to y'all's room. And I said, I am too. And I like ran in for a hug and his face just was like, wait, what? I'm joking. <laughs> like, well, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm having a baby. Oh and my it was gosh. so I feel like well then we walked straight to the gym. Because we're like, oh no, oh no, we have to tell Thomas Rhett so fast because now I feel so bad that we know before he does. <laughs> Oh yeah, we didn't even let you have like an intimate moment at the gym either. We just came with you. Y'all were like, "Guess what?" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "We're having a baby." And he was like, "What?" And I remember him being like, "What?" What? Tyler, Tyler knew before I did. I was like, "Well, you were not there, and none of us thought it was going to be a thing." But I was in the middle of Willa Gray's adoption, so we were not trying to get pregnant. Because we were about to bring her home. And so I was like, you know, one baby at a time. Figure this out as we go. But I feel like that is a story for so many people who are in the middle of adoption. Like the amount of times that people are like, oh, yeah, we're adopting. And oh, man, we're pregnant. I feel like it's such a real thing. But yeah, that was how number one and number two came to be for the Akins. Oh, my gosh. It was a fun. That was. It was was an amazing trip, but it was a whirlwind. I. Like literally two days later, I started going downhill quick. That's when you were like falling asleep in the safari car and like going to bed early. And you and I were initially the ones that were like, we're going to get up at 5 a.m. We're going to go see the lions and we're going to stay out till midnight and watch the lions at night. And we did. And we did. And then and then pregnancy set in. (laughs) And and Lauren, it was like the quickest turnaround ever. Like two nights before we're hanging out with this lion in the dark. Then two nights later, I'm like, yep, it's 7.30. I'm going to bed just right before I throw up all of my dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Just happened real fast, you know? Didn't give me much time to settle in. It's okay. I'm actually like sitting here calculating, which means, so you were nauseous and throwing up like virtually all of your pregnancies, which if you put those together, that's over a year's (laughs) worth of time. Plus then postpartum, not feeling like yourself, like over the past, whatever, it's been five to six years, at least three quarters of that, you haven't felt like you. No, I think that's why it was, I was so emotional when I found out I was pregnant with Lily. I, it was immediate. I burst into tears, not because I didn't, like I was confident I would love her. I honestly was worried that I wasn't going to be a good enough mom to the rest of them because I was like, I don't think there's enough of me to go around with them at these ages. They're at such needy ages, all of them. And I want to be that person that can, you know, be there for them. And so it was like grieving that. It was grieving the fact that I was grieving because I was like, it's so sad that I'm pregnant because I have so many friends that all they wanted was a baby. And I, this was a surprise and I'm, crying my I'm sobbing and it just felt like I'm so ungrateful you know all all of this horrible self-talk it just like when in reality I why I was crying is because I knew I was going to lose myself again I knew what was ahead of me I knew how much more of a grind it was going to be with another little one that close in age and because I knew how good of a mom I want to be I knew how much I want to love my girls. And I just felt like, what if I don't love them well enough? Which I feel like is every mom with one one kid or 12 kids. Every mom probably says that at some point more often than not. But I just doubted so much of like, I'm not going to be able to do this. And, and it was also a grieving of like, I'm losing myself again. Like, here we go. This is round three of me not being me and not being who I promised to be in my marriage, not being who I've committed to being as a mother. I mean, the list literally goes on and on. But now I'm like, okay, this is going to be really sweet. The first two are 21 months apart. Second two are 21 months apart. They kind of like have each other as it's precious watching them now. And the crazy part is like 
I remember I, I loved, I was having like such a sweet time in life with Lennon because she's such a cuddly little, and she's funny and she's, she just would let me love on her. My first two weren't really that way. I mean, they'll let me love on them, but like, she'll just let me just do whatever. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to figure out a way so that I still have time with Lennon. And I was like, I felt like I, her time got cut short of like me getting to love on her. And I remember thinking like, I'll have my mom come over or like, I'll find a daycare or like, I'll have Mackenzie take over the baby and I'll just spend all this time with Lennon thinking like, like I wasn't going to be just obsessed with Lily the second she came <laughs> out, which I am, but it's crazy. And I know every mom says this, but it's crazy how your heart can just all of a sudden expand that much more. Mm -hmm. And you don't think it's possible. And you're like, I don't think that I have enough in me to be a good mom to this one. And it's just such a miracle. But I had through my pregnancy, I had a few people all completely unrelated that when I told them I was pregnant, they almost instantaneously were like, okay, I don't know why. I don't know if this means anything to you. But like when you told me you were pregnant and usually when I would say I'm having another baby. It was with this like sadness, a little like grieving a little bit of like not, I wasn't prepared to go through this yet. And I had at least three different people say, I don't know why, but when you said that, I feel like the Lord gave me this vision. And I like one friend and specifically, she, she said, I could see a crib, a bassinet, and there was a banner hanging over the bassinet that said gift. And I had two other people describe her, which all children are gifts, but like the Lord is giving you this child specifically as a gift. And I kept being like, what? What do you mean? A gift? Like I am going to, I can't, I don't think I can do this. But now that like I'm six months out of having Lily and going through the postpartum, it was extremely humbling even more so just to like receive help because I want to do so much of it on my own and just letting people come in and help me. And it was just a very humbling period of my life. All that to say, it was a very long time of me being in what felt like a very dark valley. And as hard as it was and how many nights I cried myself to sleep or days, I just would lay in bed and cry because I felt like I was never going to come out of this hole. Like I learned so much about grace, about humility, about giving up control of things that I just do not, do not have control over. And that's why we named Lily, Lily is because of the verse in Matthew six, where it talks about if he closed the lilies of the field, how much more will he care for you? And I was like, I want to look in your face and be reminded that I'm going to be cared for, I'm going to be taken care of, and that she's just the sweetest little gift. I have so many questions after everything you've just said. I feel like when you were talking about just like God holding space in your heart and making space in your heart for all these kids, it, it really is true. But now that you have four, how do you feel like you juggle the four of them, because that's, I think my biggest struggle right now is like making time for all three live Luca and Atlas. Mm -hmm. And, and like, obviously, like you, you said, the, the love in my heart is just like, it's there for all of them. Like I never thought that it would be, but sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I've done a lot of time with live. Now I need to do Luca. Oh my gosh, poor Atlas. Like haven't, haven't seen him much. And then I just like, it's this constant balance of like, I I haven't figured it out yet and maybe I never will. But like, <laughs> do you, how do you manage all of that? I feel like you do such a good job at that. <laughs> I said like every mom, like I'm so right. bad at this and you're so good at it. But I feel like that is every mom's battle of like <laughs> thinking that everyone else has it together when in reality, none of us have it together. But it is a constant battle, especially because like Willa Gray specifically, she's so resilient and she's brave and she's independent and she is so easy in that way. I mean, she's not the one that complains most of the time. 
linen probably is, she's two. I mean, that's just kind of the age. They constantly need something. But I have to like seek out Willa Gray because she will be the last one to come to ask for anything for me. I mean, of course she'll ask for things, but like she doesn't demand my attention. And then close behind her is Ada James. And so I'll go, you know, a couple hours and be like, I have not even sat down and had a conversation with my oldest two. And so I really, that has been like a struggle for me, like kind of coming out of the toddler and infant fog and being like, all right, I need to like, one's down for a nap. The other one's playing or watching something. I'm going to make sure, make it a point to like go and check in with the other two because it's so easy to look at the older two and be like, well, they're good. I'll just, right. I'm going to take care of what's right in front of me. I think I am in a season where my kids are my priority and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with saying no to other things because I know it's not going to be that way forever. Mm-hmm. But you're very good at that, by the way. I mean, you're I, anytime I call you, you're such a present mom. Like you are with your kids. Right, because oh. you can't ever get a word in on the phone because I'm like talking. I'm like, I'm sorry, hold on one second. Ada James, what did you just do? <laughs> no, I love it. I, I really love it. And even last year when I know that you did miss out on some events, but you weren't missing out. You were with your kids. And like, I love that about you because you're you're making them the priority in a time of life when we're not going to get these years back. These little years that I, I know yeah. the second that Liv turns five, I'm like, she's going to be like yeah. grown up already. Yeah. And and these years, I'm just trying to hang on to them so much. And so I admire the way that you guys do it so well. I mean, I know you're going to say <laughs> exactly what we were just saying, but <laughs> you guys have actually inspired us. I don't know if you know this. Tyler and I were talking to Thomas Rhett one day and he was explaining how you were doing things. It was a couple years ago, how you were like, okay, Tuesday, Thursdays are our night to do this. And like, it was a system how you had it. And I was like, okay, so we're going to structure our life. Like it just helped us get a system in place to, to have like, okay, four nights a week, we are with the kids. Like these are our at home nights. We're out to dinner with the kids, whatever. But then we're going to have a date night once a week. It's good. And then the like a night with friends and then a wild card night. And you guys have completely inspired us to do that. And it has changed our life because there were some weeks where we were like, out every night yeah. because <laughs> it's hard to say no. It's hard to say no. And if it's not already for me, if it's not already on my calendar, like family night or date mm-hmm. night or whatever, I have to save that place <laughs> that night of the week or else it will get filled. Yeah. It just will. I mean, we live in a world where there's so much happening and it, it yeah, it, we, we could do something every night of the week. <laughs> I think, honestly, just with him being in the industry he's in and the different companies he's involved with and the friends that we have in town. I mean, it's all like amazing stuff. So now it's kid stuff, too. It's like, okay, kid, one kid wants to go here and one kid wants to go there. And you're like, birthday party here, soccer practice there, whatever it is. But and, and so, so many of the time, I mean, you turn down things that are really fun and really good things. It's not like you're like, oh, well, that's easy to say no to. That's easy to say no to. You get to a point where it's like, I want to do all of it. But yeah, you'll just run yourself completely ragged. And the other thing I'm learning is if I don't do something to fill my cup a little bit, then I am pouring out to my children and to my husband with a totally empty cup, which means I am not a kind mother <laughs> and I am not a very caring wife. So <laughs> I have to do things that like I, I just started working out not too long ago. And it's honestly not something that I was not the girl that grew up and was like, oh, man, I can't wait to like go to the gym. or I can't wait to go for a run. <laughs> it's just not in my nature. But I will never forget. I was still dealing with the postpartum when I started working out. And like the second week that I've been working out, I, Thomas Rep had just gotten into this routine of like, I'll put the kids down tonight because mommy can't do it. I mean, he just, it was every night. Like, I'm going to put the kids to bed because mommy can't do it, which is so sad. But I got, I remember that second weekend, it was time for bed. And I said, I want to put them down. I want to put the kids down. And I walked up those stairs and I 
I walked up the stairs with energy. I went into their bedrooms and helped them like do their PJs and brush their teeth. And we said prayers and we told stories. And I, when I shut the last door of my kids, I was like, it was, feels like such a small thing, but it was the sweetest like victory of like, oh my gosh, like this is what makes my heart beat. Like being with my kids and being a mom and Mm -hmm. loving on them and helping to like, you know, take care of them in that way. What are a few things aside from like working out, catching up with friends? Are there any other things that really fill up your cup? Well, I played tennis in high school. You did? Yes. And I really loved it, but I just kind of picked it back up. Just, I mean, I've literally played like four times since, (laughs) since I had Lily, (laughs) but it brings me so much life and it's a great workout. And then I do, I try to work out three days a week, which feels like a huge win for, I mean, if you know, it's a major win. (laughs) If you know me, you're like, dang, Lauren's working out (laughs) in three days a week. So those are things that I do. And then honestly, just sitting outside my kids, it's like, gives me so much life. (laughs) It does. Thomas Rhett and I have really had to make space for him and I. Because I feel like you get in a grind where you're like, all right, we're a team. We're going to crush this. All right, supper. You got this. I got this. I'm going to start making lunches for the morning. I'm going to help Willa Gray with her homework, whatever it may be. And you get to the end of the night, you can't even finish your thought before you, because you're so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so that has been one of the hardest things to maintain is our marriage. It's oh, so hard. Well, you guys are in that season. I mean, only almost six months. I mean, you, yeah. I, I feel like, like we're about to get some new life. I feel like yeah. six months is a good milestone. Six months is huge. Can you imagine when she's a year old? Like, no. you're going to feel like million Wonder Woman. Dollars, yes. <laughs> like a million dollars. It's going to be great. We're going to go on more dates. We're going to play tennis. Yeah. Can't wait. And you yes. guys just came out of like such a season of you being nauseous and feeling miserable and not yourself. I mean, for such an extended period of time, I mean, the toll that takes on a marriage because some, we can step in when someone has a flu or something like that, where it's really temporary. When it gets longer, it's so much harder because you have to kind of refigure out what your dynamics are and you want to support your partner that's suffering, but there's a lot of things that you don't know how to. Yeah, Yeah. so true. Well, cheers to this new season. (laughs) Lily's six months. Cheers to this new season. I know. I'm so glad we're doing this. And thank you for making time for the podcast because this was just the best catch up. And we weren't interrupted by any of our kids. It was just like it's amazing oh. adult conversation. It's amazing <laughs> what that can do to a mother's heart. <laughs> really? So thank you. It always makes my day getting to see you. Thank y'all for having me. It was so fun. I'm so glad it finally worked out. We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show. And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites. Can't wait to see you next week. 